life insurance agents. You're listening to the Modern Life Insurance Selling Podcast, where we provide the tools and insights to help you grow a more profitable life insurance business by selling online and over the phone from anywhere with an internet connection. Even if you're alone in your quest to build your life insurance business, just know you're listening right now with thousands of life insurance agents using the strategies we discuss to sell more life insurance, work more efficiently, and on your own terms. For more in-depth advice and to make sure you never miss a podcast episode, join our email list over at SellTermLife.com. Welcome to episode number 54 of the Modern Life Insurance Selling Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Root, and today we'll be speaking with an agent about his journey from starting a brand new website to generating consistent daily leads and also have a discussion about final expense telesales. So we've been getting requests to speak with more agents about their journey to successful lead generation and building a profitable life insurance business. More from a practitioner standpoint. So we brought on Anthony Martin, an independent final expense telesales agent whose business is absolutely exploding. And I'd go out on a limb and say he's likely one of the most profitable final expense agents in the country in terms of ROI, money spent versus commissions in the bank. And he'll probably get mad at me for saying that because <laughs> he's a humble dude. But because his cost for a lead is zero on his organic traffic from his life insurance website, I don't see how many can touch that. So we're going to get into detail about what it took to get there and also talk about final expense telesales in general. Many agents say it can't be done, but those are the agents who haven't figured it out. It can be done very successful and Anthony will give us some insights. Welcome to the podcast, Anthony. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Of course. So uh, start off here. Tell us about yourself and your life insurance business. Well, I currently live in Nevada and uh, I've been doing strictly final expense over the phone for, I would say, a better part of seven, almost eight years now. I wanted to start this interview off by asking you about your website and how you're generating leads. About, I think it was a year and a half ago, um, Cell Term Life launched a $350 a month website mentorship program that we ended up closing down or selling out of. Um, where we're guaranteed daily leads within 12 months or would refund your money. The catch was you had to follow our action plan that required one hour a day of work for that guarantee. Um, like I said, we no longer offer that service, but you were one of the agents that took us up on that and actually executed everything we asked you to do. And I kind of want to walk through that journey with you. Um, but first, just to get kind of agents a little bit excited here, you know, tell us how much premium you submitted last week from organic search engine generated traffic from your website. It was almost 20,000. <laughs> from organic traffic. You didn't buy these leads. These leads came to your website from the search engines, right? That's correct. Yes. Awesome. So let's start off with kind of the launch of your site. You didn't have to worry about like a high converting site because we built that for you. You already had a niche. So that was easy. The next step was putting together a content plan. And, you know, you and I, we worked on a spreadsheet with about 50 articles of topics that you must have just felt were just completely silly or just way out there. So tell us about like the beginning and executing on that content plan. Well, I got to say, yeah, it was definitely very foreign. I mean, I've never been involved in any sort of a website development and certainly never put one ounce of thought into what it would be like to create content for any sort of a website. So you're right. I When you send me that list initially, I'm thinking, what is this? But you know, prior to me signing up, I mean, I did quite a bit of background research on you and other people that you had helped. And so I was fully committed to uh, whatever it is that you were going to tell me to do, I was willing to do it. So 
as weird as it was, um, I was definitely willing to do what you were telling me to do. Um, so to be honest, it was, it was really quite simple because you, you guys do a fantastic job of laying out the game plan in the beginning and saying, hey, here's what you need to do. It's just a question of sweat equity. Is, is the person going to you know, spend the time every evening writing that content um, and trying to do a good job of it? So that actually was really, really simple. Quite frankly, I think it's elementary level type work to be forward with you, um, which isn't a bad thing because you guys do the hard part. Like, you know, your expertise you guys say, here's what you should start with. And it's all I have to do is just execute. Yeah. So you, know? you, so you, in the very beginning, you're just writing content. You're just blogging every day because the very, the, you know, the initial part of it is just getting really good, high quality content on your website that would instill trust in somebody who found your website and yeah. encourage them to fill out a form because you delivered value. Your site looks yeah. professional. You delivered value. And so the beginning stages are really just writing content, which really just feels like you're plugging away doing nothing because you're not getting any traffic the first, what, at least couple months. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think – so I think my particular site didn't go live. I think it was at the very beginning of June um, or not long after the beginning of June. But I didn't get my first organic lead until sometime, I think it was like very end of August, you know, and prior to that, you might look at analytics and see like one user, uh, and then you click on it and you realize it was from like Iraq and you're like, Oh, there's something real. Uh, <laughs> so like you're doing all this work and literally nothing happens, but that's just the way it goes, you know? But yeah, you're right. You're just, you're, you're just working away and you're wondering, is this going to work? And you just don't even know. Right. So the first few months, uh, first couple of months for you, you're just writing content. And then you finally got your first lead. A couple months later, must have been a great feeling. Because in the meantime, like I said, you're working for at least an hour a day, like we told you to do, you know, just putting great content, following that content plan, doing the things we're telling you to do um, in mm -hmm. order to make that content work. But that's where a lot of, you know, agents, I feel kind of fall off. They start writing content or they don't commit to it. And they say, oh my gosh, it's been four months or three months and I haven't gotten a lead or even a couple months for you, but you put in the content daily. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's one of those things where I think that's a big fall off point for agents where you just, you stuck to the plan, you did it, you followed the plan and, and you got that first lead within two months, which is awesome. So from there, after the content, it, it you know, it kind of goes to a combination of still writing content, but now you got to factor in link building. So right. t tell us about the link building process for you. Link building is without question the most difficult thing because it is not finite. So writing content is a very concrete thing that you know you can do. It's up to you. And when you open up Microsoft Word, you can make that happen at any given moment. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. But with link building, it's completely like, theoretical. Like you might spend time doing research for links and, and doing outreach and sending emails or trying to get guest posts, but you have no way of knowing if that's going to turn into a yes, right? So you can spend all this time and have literally nothing to show for it. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the exact opposite of the content building. So by far the, the most uh, time consuming and difficult part is link building because I'm as a website owner yourself, I'm sure you get tons of emails, you know, for people looking for spam or, or or for link opportunities or just whatever. I mean, it happens all the time. So you're not the only person reaching for links. So you have to be really, really diligent and creative. Um, I I mean, I spent a lot of time looking at everything from Brian Dean to Neil Patel to all the big names in in the SEO world on how to, to effectively link build. 
And um, I spent a lot of time uh, building links. I mean, you guys said do an hour a day, but screw that. You know, screw an hour a day, right? I'm not looking for. Uh, I was willing to. Sp- I mean, I I probably spent at least four hours every every evening, um, and then some throughout the day. I, I'm very fortunate because I do telesales. I'm at home, so whenever I would be in between calls, I would jump and start doing you know research for links or or working on content. So every day I would spend at least four hours a day on my website, like minimum, uh, sometimes many more. Um, but yeah, link building is really difficult, and. But the thing is, like, it's just like everything else, like the the website concept in general. Like, as long as you keep doing it, eventually you're going to have those results, you know. And and so it is. It's it's. And then if you think about it, it's really cool that the link building has a very high barrier for entry because it keeps out losers, right? (laughs) It's true. It's true. I don't have confidence. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, and and for those who don't, you know, who are new and listening to this and don't know what link building is, it's it's getting a, a link from one website to another website to your website. So think of a link as like a vote of confidence, like, oh, this, you know, the all these websites are linking to this page. Google sees that as trust and they'll rank you higher. So mm-hmm. the, the missing ingredient out of a lot of agent sites is the are decent links, relevant financial life insurance or relevant to your niche links. And that's yeah. an important part of the process. And, you know, that's kind of the, the fuel behind that. So you, you know, you were out there, you were getting some high quality backlinks here and there. Um, it, it took a while, but you did it. Yeah. And, you know, it was tough and there's ways to go about it. And there's shortcuts. You can go pay people to, you know, to build links, but those are very, how should I say it? Those are dangerous. So that's a big risk. Yeah, it's, it's a big risk. So you did it. So what are some ways you built links to your site? Can you share a couple ways that might help some of the agents Absolutely. out there? The, the, probably the most prolific method that I used was the standard broken link building, you know, where you, you analyze a site for broken links. And there's multiple templates. I think the one that I used that I found most successful was the, the template, the, and I'm referring to the email template that you would send to the webmaster um, from Brian Dean. He's got – I don't know if you've ever looked at his site, but he's got this big link building um, resource and – there's all sorts of information there, but in there, he's got like the exact email that he would send folks, you know, subject line says your website's broken. You know, I mean, shoot, if I saw that, I'd click on it. I'd be like, what the heck? My, my site is down. I'll, um, I'll link to that article, by the way, in the show notes at Cell Term Life so people can check that yeah. out on how to build, how to do the broken yeah. link building method. Yeah. So that was probably the one that landed me um, the most links. Without question, the best one overall, though, is, is Haro. I mean, that is just, I mean that's amazing. You know, the best links that I've received are from Haro. Um, so like I'm religious about those, um, notifications, you know, we get notified three times a day for new Haro inquiries and I don't care what I'm doing. The, everything stops and I read that email. And if there is an opportunity for me to respond to an inquiry, you know, that's relevant that I can potentially land a link. I mean, I, I will, I will literally hang up the phone on a client. I mean, I'll hang up and be like, Hey man, I'm sorry. I'll make up some excuse. Like, Hey, my, my website or like my, uh, my computer froze. I'm going to have to restart. Let me call you back. Sometimes it takes a long time. Give me 15, 20 minutes and I'll respond to a horror query. I've done that before because you may not realize it, but a link, uh, I mean, they take a long time to have an impact on your site, as you know, mm-hmm. but they're invaluable. So like, I, I mean, like one of the best ones that I've ever gotten from horror was a link from Investopedia, super high domain authority, probably the best one that I have. And that is exactly how it played out. Like when that, query came in, I stopped what I was doing and I like responded immediately. 
And thank God I got it because that'll pay dividends for indefinitely. Like right. Forever. Yeah. And just so people who don't know what Hara was, it's help a reporter out. And I'll, I'll link to that in the show notes at Cell Term Life as well. And basically you get media inquiries. It's like a big list of all this junk you have to sift through. You know, you try and find one that you can respond to quickly. Um, these are typically, you know, journalists or reporters or bloggers looking for a source for some information. Um, mm-hmm. And you kind of got to get creative. It's not always going to be about, in fact, it's rare, but it's going to be about life insurance. It's got to be about something, you know, right. maybe something in senior market or social security or, or something that you can add to. And you got to be quick. You have to be on it um, and oh, yeah. have a good pitch. And you basically email, you know, your information um, you know, your comment and you'd like, you know, I think one out of 50 times, probably you're going to get a, a link or maybe, you know, if, if you're a good pitch and you're fast, maybe one out of 20 times, but it is a numbers game when using help a reporter out for sure. Oh yeah. So, it's like everything else. You yeah. just swing that. But it's a free service. So yeah. it's something that agents can be using. Um, so cool. Okay. So that's two, two great ways you, you build links there. So you said about in your second month, you received your first lead. Do you remember when you started receiving consistent daily leads? Uh, yeah, it was um, – okay, so my site went in live in June. I would say I started receiving at least an average of one lead per day You know, because obviously some days are two and one day – maybe the next day it's zero. But I would right. say an average for one per day. I would say right around the – kind of the, end, the latter part of November. Okay. So how many months is that? Like six months, five, six months. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So five, six months, you're receiving a day, you're receiving daily leads. Um, I remember getting an email from you nine months into this thing and I have it up here because I knew we were going to be talking here (laughs) and it says, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to read just the the first line of it real quick. He said, Hey guys, I just want to say thanks for this opportunity. I earned a total of $8,220 in commissions in February, strictly from organic visits. By the way, that number is only calculating a nine-month advance. So technically, it's more. Strictly yeah. from your blogging, from your yeah. SEO. How awesome was that for you? I mean, was did it click for you there that this is going to work and this is going to turn into something big? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, so that month, it was like a pretty busy month because – and I think you might – remember me telling you this, but I was doing some Facebook marketing in conjunction with this. So I had other deals that I was working on. It wasn't just organic. Right. Um, so I, I mean, I don't remember how much I made that month, but when I was looking at the month of February in review, because measuring all my organic results is the most important metric for me. Cause you know, that's, that's just what I'm, I'm focused on. And so when I was looking at all of the deals and calculating the commissions, I was like, holy crap, you know, I almost made, you know, $9,000 of commissions from, uh, this project that I started, you know, basically nine months ago, I thought, man, that's freaking amazing. Like what an incredible opportunity. And, uh, it was super exciting. And, you know, when I first started this, I asked you the question, have you ever done something like this for a guy that does final expense? And you said no. And I thought, well, we'll see what happens. You know, I mean, I don't, you don't have any results that can, that can tell me that this is going to play out. But I mean, I knew you guys have, to say you have success in the life insurance realm is just a complete understatement. But, you know, I didn't know I didn't have any expectations. Like I thought, okay, it's three fifty a month. I don't is it three fifty or four hundred? I don't know. I don't care. But I just thought, you know, if if I do this and I don't make any money, who cares? It's you know three hundred bucks, four hundred bucks a month, no big deal. So when I was looking at that, I was like, man, that's incredible how how quickly that produces an ROI. And I had made sales prior to that month as well. 
but like that was probably, that was easily the biggest month that I had prior to, you know, from the start of this. And, uh, you know, that was just really exciting. And I thought, man, I'm so glad I decided to, to do this. And I mean, there was never a question that I was going to stop, but, um, the, the fact that it was producing that level of result that quickly was really amazing. Cause I mean, you think about it, I'm not a field agent, but I can guarantee you there aren't very many field agents that net $9,000 of commissions overall. Mm-hmm. Um, and cause my marketing costs are zero cause it's all organic. Right. So it was, it was incredible. It was awesome. And you have an asset that you're relying on that you own. You're not oh, yeah. buying direct mail leads. You're not, you know, relying on a lead vendor that could, right. you know, where, I mean, the prices could go up, which we've been seeing that in direct mail lately. Um, or they could just, you know, get scooped up by somebody else that you, you eliminated that risk by creating your own asset, your own lead machine. And that's kind of the big, you know, overall theme of, of building your website is owning this platform, you know, yep. owning this, this business. So that is true freedom in the business. When you have an asset like this, that is, that is continually pumping out leads like, like it is. And, and yours is growing fast. I mean, nine months in and you have a hundred thousand dollar commission site. I mean, it's $8,200, you know, in commissions that month to me, that's a run rate of a hundred thousand dollars a year. So that's pretty yeah. awesome. And I know you attribute your your success to continually, you know, working on it daily, you know, hour, two hours, three hours, even four hours a day, because you're a telesales agent in between calls, you can do that. Or you're on hold with the company or you're, you're in between calls and your dialer or whatever you're using. Um, mm-hmm. You can just be typing up an article, you know, trying to build a backlink. So it kind of can blend together in your day. Is that how you think your days are going? Is you kind of blend together the, you know, the building your website and making your sales calls? Absolutely. I mean, I'll tell you my day. I actually, so I used to work out in the evenings. I actually changed that to where I work out in the morning so I can have more time to dedicate to my site. Because if I wake up at 530 in the morning, I'm a zombie. So I'm not going to be very effective, you know, at typing or, you know, doing research. So if I just go to the gym, that gives me more time in the evening. So throughout my entire day, I make all my calls accordingly. And in between those, I find ways to be productive. Now that could mean looking for links. It could mean updating an article. It could be working on a new one. I mean, there's, there's endless things that we can be doing to improve our website. So I do all those things throughout the day. And then in the evening, I like like presently right now, one of the things that I'm spending most of my time on is updating old content. Cause what you write in when you first start doing this is really trash. I mean, I don't know if it was for you, but my, I'm embarrassed sometimes like at what I wrote and how it looks. So I have to go back and update all this stuff. And so that takes a lot of time and I put in a, a, a large emphasis on making everything right now, like really high quality, super long, very helpful, in-depth, and, and, and formatted in such a way that it looks really good to keep people on the page as well, you know, because that's an important metric. And um, so that's really time-consuming. So I, I reserve my evenings for that, and, and at least two to three hours in the evening, as well as doing it throughout the day. I mean, that's- And that in single- itself, by the way, that's a great SEO tip, by the way, refreshing your content. That really helps. Um, that is a good- indicator in the search engines. I go back and refresh my content all the time. The fact that you're doing that just to make your content better. Yeah. That's, that's one byproduct of it is you're putting together better content that wasn't very good before, or you just want to make a great article even better. Um, but the fact that it also helps for SEO purposes, you know, um, it it absolutely does. So that's one thing that, you know, at your point right now, you have, you know, a ton of articles on your website, a ton of content, and there's really, you've pretty much covered the gamut of what you can cover. I mean, I'm sure there's still a lot of other articles you'll find that you, yeah. that we missed, but you know, for, for the most part, you've written what you could 
And, you know, you've probably come across keywords that are getting traffic. You would be like, you know, why, why is this page ranking? When you wrote this, you're probably thinking like, there's no way this would rank and probably it's probably getting a bunch of traffic. So from doing all that, I mean, it's all, it all helps. And at your point, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's to the point where you're just refreshing content, you're building backlinks and that's what you need to do right now because we mm -hmm. built the foundation perfect, you know, um, for those that know anything about SEO, his site is siloed pretty almost perfect from what I can tell. And, uh, you know, the content's great and, you know, just keep making it better and building backlinks. And that's how he's going to keep growing this, this website of his. And look, we talked about, uh, we talked a bunch about, you know, a lot of the things that went well, what were some of your struggles beyond the, like the link building and figuring out how to do that and getting those links? Could you elaborate on any struggles you had in this process? The only real struggle is that I can think of is building links because everything else is, like I said, is finite. Like you, if you're going to make, con if you're going to write content, that's something you can do and it's controllable. Um, and so that's not a struggle for me because I have a work ethic. You know, it's just, it's a question of, I guess there's some people who don't, so that's their problem, but I don't have that issue. So I'm going to work. So that's something that's a non-issue for me. So the only struggle is building links and I wouldn't even call it a struggle because it's, everything is just work. Um, so I can't really say there are any struggles, but it is definitely challenging to build links. That's, that's absolutely true. Um, and, but that would be the only pseudo struggle that I can even possibly imagine. Uh, actually, no, it, now that I think about it, the only struggle that I have really now is, is working all the leads. <laughs> so that's getting to be a challenge, right? Cause yeah. now the traffic is getting to the point where I just, I, you know, I'm, I'm falling behind, uh, which is a good problem to have. Awesome. I love to hear yeah. it. So let's, let's shift gears here. I think, uh, you know, I appreciate you kind of being open about what's happening with your website and everything, but let's shift gears and talk about selling final expense over the phone. You do it very successfully yet. Many final expense agents say that telesales can't be done. It's usually by, you know, face-to-face -face agents or, you know, the people who have tried it, you know, they've dabbled in it and they say, oh no, it doesn't work. Why do you think a lot of agents are putting down final expense telesales and you're, you're making it work. A lot of agents say it doesn't work. Well, I think there's a couple of reasons. I mean, one, the truth is like a vast majority of the final expense is sold face to face. I mean, that's not even open to, for debate and it's going to remain that way for at least a decade. But as far as why people put down telesales and say it can't be done, you know, if I went out right now and tried to fix a car engine, I don't know how to fix a car engine. So I can't go try to fix it and say, well, it doesn't work. I didn't know what I was doing. I would say that's probably the biggest reason why most people put it down. Um, but can it be done? Absolutely. The challenge is that is you face a very unique challenge when you do this over the phone. And so in order to succeed in this environment, you have to have specific strategies designed specifically to address the issues that you specifically face doing this over the phone. So you're not going to just stumble upon these answers without like really trying to figure it out. Like I'll give you an example. One of the things that I hear all the, that I've heard many times is telesales persistency is dog crap. And that might be true as an industry overall. It's not for me. If like I I don't have any problem telling you. Like I'm at a at my foresters is 100 197.95. Mutual Omaha is 100 across the board. RNA 100 197 like 95, right? My placement wow. is is well over 80% with every carrier and that's overall um, and that's actually been continually going up. And of those that that don't place, it's usually because of a decline. You know, like if you submit an app with foresters, they count that against your pla you know your placement if it doesn't get approved or like there's an MIB hit. 
So I don't have those issues. But one of the reasons I don't have those issues is because I have strategies to weed out the type of people that shouldn't be sold in the first place. For mm-hmm. example, like yesterday I'm on the phone with this guy. He's looking for coverage for him and his wife. And I have the apps completely filled out. He's going with Liberty Bankers because he's got COPD. She's going with Royal Neighbors. She's got neuropathy. Apps are done. Banking, social for both of them. So I always ask the question, do you have any questions for me before we get them on the line, referring to the, the three-party interview? And he says, yeah. And he, so he asked me a couple of things. I don't remember what they were. But then he goes, well, what, what are the cancellation guidelines here? And I said, nope, no worries. Um, so life insurance is at will participation. You can cancel at any time. No insurance company can lock you into it. So if six months down the line, you decide you want to cancel, then I can't stop you. They can't stop you. You're free to go. And he said, okay, cool. And I said, now, having said that, here's my question for you. Are you 100% certain that you want to do this? Because if you're not, I would like you to take some time to think about it and only do this if you're sure. And so why don't we connect in two days and you tell me if you want to do this. And if you don't, I promise you that I'll let you go and we'll part ways as friends. No big deal. How does that sound? Great. And he's like, cool, man. I really appreciate that. So I'll, I mean, I'll call this guy back tomorrow. Maybe he'll do it. Maybe he won't. But I'll tell you what, if he does it, it's not going to fall off the books. What I don't want is I don't want to push it through right then and have two policies cancel on me because six months down the line, you know, their light bill is high and this is, wasn't really important to them. So my goal is to weed out people that are weak in the first place. Now, one person, you could say that that might lose me a certain amount of deals per year. And you're probably right about that. There's probably some people that I could probably push to sell and, and, and keep them on the books. But there's also going to be other people that are going to fall off. And for me, I'm very concerned about quality of business um, because it's something carriers take very seriously. And I don't, and I, and I want to be known as the guy that brings really good business to the table. And so when you're talking with carriers, that has a lot of, I mean, you have a lot of credibility when you're, when you walk in the door with 100s across the board, you know, I mean, that's just the truth of it. So I'm very concerned with quality of business and I don't have those issues. That's just one particular example of how I manage to keep such good numbers when it comes to quality of business. That's just one thing. But, you know, other people that would try telesales, they would have done that application right then and there. And then they might have lost it. Whereas I won't do that. Um, yeah. That's just one example. So I think with telesales, the problem for most people and why most people fail at it is because they don't know what they're doing. They're not trained properly. And so they, they think that they're going to say, how much coverage do you want? Here's how much it costs. Let's do your application. And that's all there's to it. And that's just not how it works. It requires a totally different skill set because your challenges that you face are unique. You don't face these particular issues when you do it in the field. Um, and you got to be ready for that. And if you're prepared and equipped with the right tools, then you can succeed. If you're not, well, then you're going to be one of those guys who bashes it. Yeah. That's my opinion. Yeah, no, that's great. That's great insight too. Thank you for sharing that. I I think a lot of agents who start selling final expense by phone, you know, get those seniors who basically who wouldn't buy from anybody, no matter who it was, you know? Right. And uh, they'll get them on the phone and they go, okay. And then they might get a few um, that will say, you know what? I'm not comfortable buying over the phone. I'm going to buy it from somebody face-to-face or... They did a small sample and they're like, yeah, this, this doesn't work. Um, right. But that's just part of it for you, right? Because you run into those all the time and you still make those numbers work. Right. I mean, everybody's going to run into those objections. I, I Honestly, I at this point, I don't run into it a ton. You know, Because one of the things you want to do is go employ a process, the sales process that builds trust 
So you eliminate those objections altogether. Now, as good as you might be at doing that doesn't mean you're going to eliminate all of them. And so you still need to be prepared to handle those when they manifest. But I, I mean, I definitely still run into those. And so some of them you win, some of you don't. But I mean, the point is you have the right strategies in place to try to overcome those challenges and you're going to win some and you're going to lose some, but that's just the way any game is. Yeah. Got it. And I know this changes from time to time, but today who are your main telesales carriers and, and why? Well, right now I actually place a vast majority of my business with Michelle Omaha. So given the fact that all my business is generated online right now, everybody has an email. So their e-app is really, really nice. And so I mean, they've got great brand recognition. They've got really good rates. And uh, the e-app is really nice because it, it has saves me quite a bit of time because we don't have to complete a phone interview. So that's really, really helpful. It allows me to get back to work on other things. Um, so I use them quite a bit. I still use Foresters a lot. Royal Neighbors is indispensable for folks with neuropathy or you know blood thinner issues. Those three carriers right there I use the majority of the time. I use Gerber for any GI business. Some GI business I won't touch. Like if somebody's on their deathbed, I'd give them usual Omaha's number. But like if somebody's had like a stint or a heart attack in the last year, I'll you know send them to Gerber. Still use Liberty. Um, I even use Assurity, American Amicable. For those that don't know, when he says Mutual of Omaha guaranteed issue, an independent agent can't write that. He's giving him the phone number to the direct Mutual of oh, yeah. Omaha guaranteed issue product, not not one that we can sell. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah that's, that's keep going. I mean, Didn't mean to throw you off. I just want to clarify that. No, that's cool. But yeah, those, the three main carriers are Forrester's, Mutual Omaha, and Royal Neighbors. And then I have the other fringe companies on the outside to service any kind of you know niche underwriting condition that I might run into. Um, I don't place a ton with them. Most of it's with, with Michel Omaha, Forrester's, and Royal Neighbors, and a bulk of that with Michel Omaha. Awesome. Good stuff. Well, I think I, I like to keep these podcasts around 30 minutes, so I'm going to cut it off right here. Anthony, thank you so much, man. This was awesome. I, people are going to get a ton of value from this, kind of what it takes to build a, a site. You know, you you have a, a, you know, a juggernaut of a site right now. Um, what, you're 15 months in and, you know, you're, you did 20 grand just last week on it. And uh, it's it just keeps growing. And I'm, I'm super, super happy for you. You've put in a ton of work. Yeah, just thanks for your time. Thanks, man. I appreciate having me. And again, thanks for this opportunity. I mean, what you guys have... I don't know if you remember that first conversation, but when I first spoke with you, the thing that was probably most impressive was how simple you guys made your program with the content plan and everything. And it, and it was just up to us to execute. So I, again, thank you for this opportunity because, I mean, you mentioned earlier, this is an asset, an invaluable one that's only going to increase in value. So I'm truly thankful that uh, you guys were and willing to put together this program and I know I email you a lot, so <laughs> um, I probably ask more questions than probably most people. So I, I appreciate the time that you guys have given me to help me along the way. It's, it's greatly appreciated. Awesome. Well, thanks again. To join the conversation and learn how to use modern techniques to sell more life insurance, work more efficiently, and on your own terms, head over to selltermlife.com and join our email list. We'll see you next time on another value-packed episode of the Modern Life Insurance Selling Podcast. Podcast.